a Highline podcast. No normal people. That was the refuse of like a dead raccoon garbage can, you know, like the remnants of like just carcasses in a metal container. That's what that intro was. Hello, my friends, (laughs) and welcome to No Normal People. Take two. I'm your host, Stephen Henning, and this is take two at an intro that clearly did not go so well. And And I'm I'm here. Joined by my co-host. I'm your, your dead raccoon expert, Dixie Lee Henning. <laughs> and this is a podcast where we prove that the more that you get to know the normal people in your life, you discover that there really are no normal people in your How life. How long does it take for a raccoon to deteriorate in a closed garbage can? Hmm. I don't want to know. <laughs> I, you That's can... what the last intro was. Listen, science. <laughs> science has taught us a lot. Science is relative. And you could approach uh, science the is scientific... essentially like horoscopes. It's very mm. flowy, not specific, mm. or anything. Well, what it sounds like to me is you have a, a hypothesis brewing <laughs> for how long. Guys, I need a dead raccoon. A, yeah. Well, no, I need a living one Just that's going a... to be dead. Because <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to mess with the test results if... The raccoon's already dead, you know? Right. You have to know when yeah, it Yeah, like, dies. we have to know when it dies. Right. So, um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, how long has it been? Too It's been two minutes. Long. Oh, boy. You know what? Who knows you what You know what second. this says if you use this one? The other one was worse than dead raccoon intro. Yeah. Right? Right. Now that we're done talking about dead raccoons, let's talk about my friend. She's... The singer. She's a songwriter. She's a piano player. She's a teacher. She's a an accountant, I think. Um, <laughs> she's she's beautiful and wonderful, and her name is Shanna Hafman. Okay, what you did just now is you're like instead of talking about smelly landfills, <laughs> let's talk about one of the coolest people we know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that a problem? I love I love the flip. Yeah, you got the zag about, on me. You you know you bring you bring the listeners down really right. far down. You know you got to set the bar them, low. <laughs> make them think that like oh this is gonna be a really crappy podcast to listen to. Sometimes and it then is because intru- of us. It's true. And then we introduce the person that's on the show, and they're like, and they're like uh, oh my gosh, it's gonna get better. This is why I'm Thank here. God. I'm here for the people featured. Exactly. Yeah. Well, You're not I mean, here for the dead raccoons. I hope you like our jokes. Well. And there's no way of knowing. I think we're kind of fun to hang out with. Yeah. You know, so. Speaking of fun to hang out with. Shanna. Shanna is the best. My queen. (laughs) You're so good at this. I keep trying to derail and you are laser focused today. Let's get on point. Okay. I'm on point. On point. Shanna is the best human that's ever existed. Probably. Tell me more. I don't know. Tell me more Um, about her. (laughs) 
she is a champion of uh, life and living. And she lives in a state in the United States. Wow. Yeah. I'm not going to be specific. What if she doesn't want people to know? And they've got to listen. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to find out. I'm going to stop telling you stuff about her because she's going to tell you stuff about her. This one has a a wonderful energy of us catching up with long lost friends. Because that's literally what we're doing. Because that's literally what we're doing. Yeah. 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 She was the maid of honor in our wedding. Yeah, she was. The maid of honor is maid of honor. I Nice. It's funny you're on paper. I almost, I just caught myself, I self-edited. I almost said she was the maid of honor in your wedding. Yeah, well, um, we all know it was about me. Which so. I guess is right. Yeah. I, that would have just been the wrong possessive pronoun. Sure. You know. I want to possess your pronoun. Okay. <laughs> this seems. We're going to go. Careful, babe. Um, I like, <laughs> I like keeping, I like keeping away from that explicit tag. You goof. I didn't say anything. This is just an <laughs> English lesson. <laughs> anyway. Is there anything more <laughs> no. that we can say about Shanna? No. To convince I'm people sure that they should I'm sure there's a lot more I could that? say about like dead raccoons, okay. but this is about Shanna. So let's listen to her talk words. <laughs> <laughs> Something she does very well. Yes. So here we go. Oh my goodness, Shanna Hafman, thank you for being on the podcast with us. Yes, thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited. We're doing it. So excited. We are. We're going to start with some rapid fire questions. These are just like either or from the gut. No need to overthink them. So are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sea or space? Space. Hogwarts or the Shire? Uh, Hogwarts. Yeah. Handshakes Sorry. or hugs? <laughs> Handshakes. <laughs> Winks. Sweet or savory? Probably sweet. Change or consistency? Change. Homebody or free spirit? <laughs> Homebody. <laughs> Spender or saver? Depends on the thing, but probably naturally a saver. Do you call it soda or pop? This actually is funny. I know you're supposed to be rapid fire, but I grew up oh, calling it pop. Yeah. Yeah. And Enrique's like, that sounds so nasally and stupid. <laughs> and he made me call it soda so now i'm the only one in my family who calls it soda but i feel like that's more of a west coast thing yeah. so i kind of fit in and where i live so sure. i call it soda now that you works have to out. assimilate you know? i like that yeah right you've <laughs> evolved you've changed i like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. books or movies <sighs> probably books introvert or extrovert <laughs> Mm, introverts. I love that laugh we get on that one every time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so good. It's the anxiety well, laugh. Well, yeah, it is the anxiety laugh. <laughs> you did it. That's the end of the rapid fire. That's like the most stressful part of the show. So, All right. <laughs> um, now some more open-ended icebreakers. Uh, okay. What would you say is your secret talent or a secret talent? My secret talent? Um... Anything you're bizarrely good at that like doesn't really come up very often? Um, I'm trying. Dixie's like, I, I can th- think of one. 
<laughs> do you? I feel like I'm like I feel like all my talents are pretty obvious. Pretty out there. No, I think it was pretty impressive the first time you pretended to burp. That. Oh yeah, and I was like, that, oh, that was a burp. And you're like, no, I yeah, don't burp. No, thank you. I appreciate that because so fake so I can't burp, and I only burp like <laughs> once a year, and it always catches me off surprise. Then yeah, so I've mastered the fake burp, and I always ask the people I love, <laughs> real or fake, and every time Enrique rolls his eyes and he's like, it's fake, and so he's not very fun, but other people get into it because he knows. <laughs> That's fun. He knows. I forgot about yeah. that. Good looking out, Dixie. I know. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for helping me out. Oh, nice. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Flying. Yeah. Hands down. That's This is a classic. Yeah. I just think like, one, I really like the feeling of the, like the wind in your face. Like, mm-hmm. I just think that's so refreshing. And then to like get up high, I uh-huh. think it's not even for traveling. It's more for like the solace of like. Just like being up and yeah. seeing everything, I just like uh, and to be being alone quiet in yeah. the clouds, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I like that. I'm, I'm not even that. flying anywhere. I'm just hovering, <laughs> right? In place, right? Yeah, just levitating, <laughs> you know? Right. You totally. Know um, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? It changes, but right now it's definitely cookie dough. I know, basic, but <laughs> that's listen. That's my favorite. The <laughs> chocolate chip one. cookie dough from Ben and Jerry's is my staple. Y- yep. So good. Yeah. Do you have a collection of anything? You know, I think I like to think that I collect things and I do for a while and then Uh, I get bored (laughs) (laughs) and then I throw it all away. (laughs) Like that was fun. So, yeah, like I'm not very, um, what's that word? Like I'm not very nostalgic or yes. Yeah, or yeah, nostalgic, or like where you like to hold all your like memories or yeah, things yeah. like sentimental. I just like, se- yeah, sentimental. Thank you. I'm not very sentimental, and so I think like I think collections are cool. Oh, you know what? I do collect. I'll we'll collect a sticker from every place we go, and yeah. then we have like oh, that's a cool. little poster board. We put all our stickers up, but I feel again kind of basic, but I like it is small, so it doesn't take a lot of space. Yep. So the cleaner cleanser, throw everything away part of Shanna never feels tempted to yeah. throw those memories away. Yeah. So that's good. Especially when they're like more or less permanently stuck to something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. See, I can't, can't really get rid of them. I can't get over like the that. anxiety of putting a sticker on something. Cause yeah, that's then a commitment. I'm, I'm literally like, okay, but what if I want to put it somewhere else? Yeah. <laughs> right. So I don't know. I hear that. I never put stickers on things. So like, what if I want another one? I like the idea of it. putting stickers on things. Yeah, that's funny. Right. All right. What are foods you will never eat? Mm, raw tomatoes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Classic. I, said, I, was, I, like, I was whispering pickles. Squeaky oh, pickles, specifically. Squeaky pickles. I see. I love pickles. I but if they squeak, then I'm done. <laughs> You don't like the squeaky feeling on your teeth? That's the thing that bothers no, you? No, it's to me, it's like, you know, like a styrofoam cup on a yeah. table. Yeah. Like, that's what it sounds like to me on my teeth. Amazing. Yeah. And amazing. I don't know what it is, like what chemicals cause some to do it and some not to do it. But they're like the ones from Trader Joe's mm-hmm. don't squeak on your teeth. Oh, but like a Vlasic or something probably does. Yeah. Those are always very squeaky. Interesting. Interesting. It must be in the recipe somewhere. 
I so, feel like it has to be some way they pickle them. We have yeah. to I don't put know. the squeak water in the in the, the pickle squeak, jar. What? We have to put the squeaky in the pickle. I like that. Essence of squeak. What would you say is mm-hmm. the worst fashion trend you've ever participated in? <laughs> um <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's been many, but so I always think about when I was in like middle school, which is all of our highlight of our fashion trends, right? Of course. I would put my hair like in a ponytail and then I put a clip on it and then like lay the hair over the clip and it was called a fishtail and it was like real in. Oh, yeah. And I just look at it now and I'm like, why did my mom let me out of the house like that? Because it just looked... And I got a lot of hair. Like, I have thick... Well, I have fine hair, but lots of them. And so I could mm. make that thing real big. So I was like a whale tail, not a fish tail. That's hilarious. And it was it was just bad. Very nice. <laughs> I like that. What is your biggest pet peeve? Mm. Squeaky pickles. <laughs> Good answer. Same answer. <laughs> squeaky, I mean... <laughs> Squeaky pickles or, yeah, I don't know. I don't, like, things people do don't really bother me. I don't know. People being slow, I guess. <laughs> slow people. <laughs> Who would you call your best friend? Let's see. My best friend, probably, this is super unhealthy, but probably my dog right now. <laughs> and then... Probably Enrique. I'm I'm like in a season where I don't have a ton of close friends right now, but the Lord is working in me, yeah. let's say, in this area. So my dog with room to grow. Yep. <laughs> I love that. I get that's, it. That's great. Do you have a favorite failure? Maybe something that taught you a lesson mm-hmm. that has stuck with you or like set you up for future success? You know, I actually... It has taken me a long time, but I'm actually really thankful that I dropped out of college for a while because I feel like it's given me one, like, I'm a pretty high achiever. Like, anything I do, I usually can do it well because uh-huh. I work hard. But it's, like, kind of giving me, one, that kind of, like, kicked off my mental health journey. But, two, <laughs> I don't know. I just, like, feel like, especially with my job now, I'm able to, like, show kids that, like, you don't have to take the exact path like you know like the quote-unquote perfect path and to be successful like Mm -hmm. life is long and you have a lot of time to get where you want to go so although I wish I could have just gone for and done and like graduated and like that would have been my story it's not and I'm I'm now I'm glad that it's not I'm glad that I dropped out for a while I love that yeah um last icebreaker here when you were little what did you tell people you wanted to be when you grew up a singer again so basic but (laughs) of course I remember like I don't remember why but I have this like memory of like sitting so when I was really little we all like my whole entire extended family went to the same church and I remember like my great aunts and uncles were like sitting on a pew and like I was just sitting there telling them like I'm gonna be a singer and not like everybody else does where they say they're gonna do it and not do it I'm gonna actually do it Uh and they just like (laughs) laughed at me and I don't remember I don't know why I remember that but I do maybe because I didn't do it it's a core memory (laughs) yeah (laughs) yep yeah exactly It triggered the, the high performance. Right. But what's the of opposite you? of right. a self-fulfilling right. prophecy? <laughs> the opposite, right. I'm actually going to do that. it. 
<laughs> exactly. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Well, that's the end of the rapid fire and the icebreaker. Shanna. Oh boy. This is a delight mm-hmm. for us to catch up with you. First of all, like listeners are certainly going to know at this point that we know each other, but Never that we met. haven't talked right. in a while. So this is going to be him. a lot of catch up and a bit of our own podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, right. <laughs> But these these are often our favorites just because it's so fun to like reconnect with the people that like meant so much to us in the past. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. that we're like uh, touching base again, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember why we were friends because they're awesome. Yeah. You know, right. It's great. No, so, I totally feel that. Would you tell us uh, where you grew up and what your family was like growing up with as little or as much detail as you prefer? Cool. Yeah, I was like. Is there like a time cap? I feel like I can be a little long winded <laughs> sometimes. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can edit out all the the senseless details, I suppose. Um, I uh, so I my childhood was somewhat chaotic. I like was born in Des Moines, Iowa, and lived there for a while till I was about four. And I mm. moved to South Dakota for a couple years. I moved back to Iowa, <laughs> and then I lived there until sixth grade and then I moved to Montana in seventh grade and I lived there through high school. So I always kind of say like my childhood was kind of split in half between like the Midwest and the Western Midwest of Montana. Right. And um, yeah. So what was my family like? Was that the other part of it? Well, yeah, I guess my first question here is um, were you moving for like your parents employment kind of thing, like moving for jobs and stuff? Yeah, for the most part, there was like, when I was little, there was some family drama that we moved for. And then when I moved in seventh grade, it was for my dad's job. Okay. He moved. Yeah. And it was a choice. Like he wasn't like relocated. Like he wanted to move to Montana specifically. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. I think, I think you and I at one point had bonded over Iowa because I think we probably lived there for a couple of years at the same time when I was in Winterset and you were in Des Moines. Right. Because I initially made fun of you for wearing a Hawkeyes sweater because I, right. when I was in second and grade, I was a Cyclones fan. Right. And um, that's just not a thing. That and which sports they team is that? Friends. They're just colleges. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, but cy- the Cyclones like- <laughs> are not, not good. Yeah. <laughs> I just like their uh, logo better. <laughs> is that a tornado? Yeah. It's like a, it's like a red it's like a red bird in a tornado. It was a bird uh, was, that turned into a tornado. It was also that about the dumbest. It is dumb. <laughs> it was also it was about the color. Red was my favorite color growing up. Yeah, we up, get it. So. You're straight white man. See, red where, is your favorite. Wow. Color. <laughs> <laughs> See, red is one of my least favorite colors. So that's fair. I like went for the solid black and gold. Yeah, those are classic. Those and, are solid colors. And now I look at it and like. The simplicity of the Hawkeye logo is clearly it's superior. Yeah. It's so good. Right. It's a, it's a freaking and bird. It's, it's not changed <laughs> no. over time. It's no. like been the same. Yeah. Yeah. So they, right. they knew what they were doing back in the day. Yeah. Do you realize how problematic a tornado is, Steven? <sighs> in Iowa? <laughs> yeah. Right. In the Midwest, specifically. They're kind of a destructive mechanism, tornado honestly. Tornado Alley much? Yep. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So you are correct. The second part of the question is what your family was like growing up. So like siblings you grew up with and like yeah. any kind of dynamics you want to speak to. So 
my family was a pretty typical like Christian family. I had uh, my mom and dad who are still married. And then I have one younger sister. Um, so I'm the oldest. She's younger by two years. So we're, we're pretty close in age and we've, we've always been pretty close. Mm-hmm. I would say like the positives of, I think I grew up in a very loving family. I think my parents really, really deeply cared and valued what my childhood was like and like invested into me into the future. Um, I think they were very intentional about that. Mm. They were also extremely strict, Mm -hmm. which I always knew they were strict because like the rules I had versus other people (laughs) or like I would get in trouble for things that like just like other kids would get away with. And I just, and so like, I grew up thinking I was like this horrible kid. Mm. And then like, as I got older and like process some of that, I realized that I had very high expectations. Mm -hmm. And I do think, I think they were out of love. I don't think they were out of like control per se, or Uh like, you know, but I do think in the end, it was somewhat detrimental to our relationship Mm. because it was just like when I started to explore my own convictions, just even about like, not even about faith, but just about life. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of uh, rough edges and <laughs> uh, things did not, things did not settle the way I had hoped. But mm, yeah, I, so I think it is kind of, it's kind of complicated. Like, I feel like I grew up in a very loving home, but on the other hand, had a lot of expectations that I could have never lived up to. Right. Wow. I remember the first time I came over to your house and Mm -hmm. walking in and your mom, like specifically designating where my shoes go. Right. And I was like, what's happening? Oh, yeah. I always like to give people the dress code rule because I feel like that like gives people a window into kind of what it was like. Like I literally had a dress code I had to wear two skirts a week, two pants a week and jeans on Fridays. Mm -hmm. And then I could only wear shorts on the last day of school. And, oh, and mind you, I was homeschooled for about Mm -hmm. half my life and the dress code still existed. That was clear. Even though I was home. (laughs) I had no idea. So I feel like that sometimes gives people a window into I mean, I think I understand the desire to like specifically with homeschooling because like you could Mm -hmm. just wear your pajamas all day. Yeah, if for sure. Like to. we all have in the last two years yeah. of working from home. So I definitely <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can definitely see the like mindset. Like, let's make sure that they are getting dressed and ready for the day. Totally. Um, but may- maybe, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. It was maybe a little intense. a little overdone. Um, a little. Yeah. That's why that's why I say I'm like I feel like their intentions were always good. Like yeah. I don't think I have evil parents. Yeah. Um but like some people just like I don't they go to therapy and they hate their parents. Like that that's not how I feel. But I do look at it I'm like, "Huh. Yeah, I maybe let me wear shorts." No sometimes. wonder I felt like I couldn't do anything right cuz I oh, couldn't. Wow. So yep. So you said you were homeschooled half your life. Was it the second yeah. half of your life that you were public schooled? Also complicated. Also com- Well, let's talk about that because I, I always love talking about high school, like what kind of mm-hmm. person you were in high school, activities you were involved in. If you have the self-reflection to say like, yeah, I was like in this crowd or whatever, 
I find uh-huh. high school a fascinating time. Yeah. Interesting. You say that I, um, I'm pretty, well, I regularly go to therapy. I go to therapy once a week. Now I finally got down once a week. It was like two or three times for a while there, but that's a tangent. I talked to my therapist a couple weeks ago. I'm like, I never talk about high school. And she's like, interesting. Why do you think that is? And so I've just recently started started exploring my high school experience. But um, so let's see. I was public schooled till third grade. And then my mom, I don't even know why it happened. My mom uh, homeschooled me and my sister for two years. So it was my fourth and fifth grade year. Okay. And then in Iowa, middle school started in sixth grade. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to go to like normal middle school. And so she put me back in to public school and then we moved to Montana oh. and she gave me the option. Do you want me to homeschool you? You want to go to public school? And I wanted to go to public school because I wanted to make friends. Mm-hmm. And so I went to public school seventh through ninth middle school is pretty I was bullied quite a bit in middle school and so I really at the end of my eighth grade year well it was probably the beginning of my freshman year I told my mom I was like I can't do this I don't want to go to school can you homeschool me Mm -hmm. but I had like already started my freshman year and so she's like finish out your freshman year if you feel the same way I'll homeschool you again and so I felt the same way at the end of my freshman year and so then I was homeschooled 10th through 12th finished that way do you remember anybody that bullied you in middle school and do they still live in the billings area dixie just wants to go (laughs) yeah right just start calling them out by name i will fight everyone (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i just like it was i don't even remember exactly it was a lot of so you kind of talked you mentioned like what crowd were you in like to be honest i always like especially moving into like moving in middle school and then again in when yeah. I was homeschooled in high school mm-hmm. like it, it was kind of like I moved again cuz I was in a whole new social crowd yeah i always naturally gravitated towards the popular crowd like mm-hmm. i don't but the thing is like i didn't like try to it just like would be the people that i would first interact with mm-hmm. um i don't know if it's mm-hmm. maybe it was the way i dressed i i don't know um very stylish and yeah yeah. And with so the whale tail that was hair. part of it. What's that? With, with the your whale, whale tail hair. Yeah, with the fishtail hair. Yeah, with tail hair. Classic. Yeah. Seriously, it must have been in because it worked for me. It worked out. Um, <laughs> the two thousands were a weird time. Yeah. They were. Oh, the fashion back then, man. That was ugh. amazing. Lord. Anyway, Lord. sorry. I keep interrupting. Uh, yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Um, I so like I gravitated towards that crowd like in seventh grade, and then I just kind of was like, wait, I don't really like these people. Like I'm just <laughs> hanging out with them. I'm not into the things they do. Like, and to be honest, if I ever got caught doing anything that was somewhat not appropriate, whether uh, it be like yeah, listening to music that wasn't Christian or some, even something that basic, like. I would have been in big trouble. Yeah. So I think there was a lot of pressure there too. And I kind of like tried to leave that crowd a little bit, but I mm-hmm. think that left people hurt probably. Cause I also was, you know, 13 and not the most <laughs> emotionally aware. 13 year olds so, are the worst. Not a lot of tact. No. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. I have a lot of and, feelings um, and I don't know where to put them. A lot of emotions, a lot of emotions on both sides. And then, yeah, I think that like went into my freshman year and I just, I didn't really know who I was. And then I started dating a guy in eighth grade and I dated him all the way through my junior year of high school. And so that really like shaped my high school experience as well. Yeah, that would do it. So I mean, yep. I say it was pretty much all of it married to the person <laughs> I started dating my freshman year of high school. <laughs> yeah. 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 That would do oh, it. That, that That's that a pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. To be clear, you didn't date Enrique in high school. <laughs> no, I did not meet Enrique until I dropped out of college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Then let's talk about what college was like for you. Cause the three of us went to college together for a couple of years. We did. Um, yeah. So let's start where you started going to college. Cause this is clearly leading us up to the point you drop out. Yeah. So, so let's start there. My junior and senior year of high school, I actually started taking classes at college mm-hmm. and that led me to take classes at Rocky Mountain college in Billings, Montana. And, um, that is where I met the lovely Dixie Lee yep. Park at the time. Yeah. And that's right. that's right. I just, I just remember cause when you got married, you were like, my name goes what? Five, three, four. And yeah. I was like, what about five, three, seven? And you were like, you saved my new last name. And I was like, yes, I did. Yeah. Um, I was <laughs> anyway, I was having a panic attack about that. It's like, it's she so was, I remember, wow just by counting the letters i just i just like patterns with words and numbers and stuff like that so i was like what's the pattern now wow (laughs) it's fine it was like a pivotal moment yeah yeah in your engagement i I, we were like in the car or something if anything it was an upgrade because now it's all prime numbers yep you're welcome i am prime say that yeah, I would say that. <laughs> you would. The dropout math major. Yeah. What a nerd. Right? <laughs> what nerd. a nerd. <laughs> so, yes. So you went to Rocky. This is where you two meet. This is where me and Dixie met. And I did a few music classes and just saying um, I was the best in the class. And I was, <laughs> yes. I was a senior in high school. 100%. <laughs> the best. <laughs> I also, I didn't flaunt it, but I really was the highest scoring kid in my music theory class. Yep. So, um, anyway. I'm just glad that uh, I passed. <laughs> right? I feel like that's most people. And to be fair, it oh. wasn't hard to pass with some of the people right. in our no. class. That's wow. very true. <laughs> yeah. The it curve, is kind of. The curve was a little. Uh, Shallow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I went to Rocky for two years pursuing, like, piano pedagogy, I think, was my technical Mm -hmm. degree. A lot of classes with Jen Bratz. A lot of classes with Jen Bratz. And I don't think she ever really liked me. I I was kind of like her flunking student. But also I feel like most people felt that way. Like... She, That's very she true. puts that vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't like naturally warm. You had to like get under yeah, the layers right. a little yeah. bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You had to work um, for it. No, I honestly like I loved 
like my first two years of college, I feel like was somewhat like my high school being redeemed a little bit. Yeah. Like I, cause it was so fun. Like I met Dixie and then the next semester or year I met you, Steven. And like, I just had a ton of fun in college. Mm -hmm. Also, we like, we're a bunch of music nerds. And literally, like, that's what we did. Like, we would learn the latest pentatonic song or write (laughs) music together or sit and play or like, and like, I think, finally finding kind of my my niche or group. or we all kidnap Dixie and go to Denver right <laughs> right and like that so, was like my oh my god was, I was so worried about my thinking? theater class that was I literally insane. you guys started driving and I was like I literally I have like a test today <laughs> where are we going that was insane <laughs> that was so fun like literally one of probably the highlights of like that season of my life just like how we really pulled fun. it off and just like to i don't know it's like the first big kid thing i did like yeah. go on a vacation with my friends yeah <laughs> oh, yeah so, fun. so honestly it was it was it was a lot of stress. I was also yeah. like in a very unhealthy place emotionally, um, which is somewhat what led to me dropping out. Um, yeah. I was, because I, I was taking, as any music major does, like 21 credits mm-hmm. um, each semester. I was paying for my college out of my own pocket. And so I was working three. Yeah, we were coworkers at City Brew. Right, Heck right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I was working three jobs. Oof. And I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> and there was this this boy that I had issues with. God. As well. And the, and I just yeah, I needed to I needed to leave that that space. Mm, yeah. For multiple reasons. Financial, emotional, relational, yeah. everything. So yeah. <laughs> so right around this time is is when you met who became your husband, right? When you dropped out. Yes. You guys got married. Yep. Uh-huh. I remember when sweet. you uh when it was like you had been dating for like maybe a few weeks and then you went uh-huh. on the trip to Africa. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember Yeah, we'd be- <laughs> I remember you being like I just started like dating this guy and now I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, so like we met in like September. Mhm. Ish. And then, like, we were texting and calling and whatever, because he lived four hours away from me. And, and, but then he like surprised me at work one day mm-hmm. in early October, like the first of October. Yeah. And then we went on like a proper date. And then we were like, so do we want to do this? And we were like, yeah. And I literally <laughs> left for Africa like the next day for a month. Oh my god! And I didn't have cell service. And I literally was like, "Do I even have a boyfriend when I get back?" <laughs> but alas, he was there, and uh, he picked me from the airport, and it was hella awkward. And uh, it was so awkward. Oh god, he did not have the most swag. Yeah, and he knows. Like I he tell knows. him this, I could. Yeah, I'm very honest with him. Um, he did not have the most swag. I kind of had to help him with that. Granted, I was his first girlfriend, like official girlfriend. Right. So wow. He didn't have all the practice wow. that maybe other gentlemen in my <laughs> life had. Sure. But no, then yeah, we we dated for about a year and then got engaged 
we were engaged for like nine months, I think. Mm-hmm. And we got married on Steven's birthday. Yeah. Not intentionally, but it happened. <laughs> I remember Listen. when you when you came to our apartment and you told us you guys picked the date and you asked me to be one of your bridesmaids and you said right. the date and I was like <laughs> Wow. It's like, happy birthday, Steven. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to a wedding. <laughs> Congratulations. That was a good one. Dixie and I sang at your wedding. Um, uh, you sang yeah. and I cried. She got choked up on her verse <laughs> and I just bailed her out yeah. like I always do with those kind of things. Oh, man. Just a lot uh, of emotions, okay? Yeah. Yes, oh, we, it is. We never even mentioned that you were Dixie's maid of honor mm-hmm. either for Oh, yes. Wedding. Yep. Spectacular. Yep. True story. And you threw an, an yep. amazing engagement party at your guys' house. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was so fun. In the basement. That was so fun. In the basement. You're listening to No Normal People with Shanna Haifman, and we'll be right back. Beans. Wow. Big energy. <laughs> big bean energy again. <laughs> Look at us go. I just like selling the beans, you know? Yeah. Spilling the beans, selling the beans, grinding the beans, brewing the beans, all the bean stuff. Mm-hmm. Just love all the beans. Drinking the beans. Drinking the bean essence. Uh-huh. Because you don't drink the bean. Should we be specific about these are coffee beans? Which yes. are really like no, the seeds it's of beans. fruits. Yeah. <laughs> We're not talking about your I'm light drinking, red kidney beans. I'm drinking the no. juice that comes with the oh. can of like oh. of the great northern beans, you know? Just, yuck. I just was yucked. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm drinking. You know what doesn't yuck me though is Revel Coffee. Revel Revel beans. Highline blend that we have partnered with our favorite roaster ever, award winning on the international stage. Yeah. Gary at Revel Roasting. Classic Gary. It's a good cup of a good beans. Cuppa. It's a good cup of. You know, no, no hate on the other beans, but like coffee beans specifically. Yeah. For this purpose. Name for, another bean that makes a drink. Another bean that makes a drink. Cocoa. Dang it. That's like <laughs> okay. Cocoa beans are really good beans. Yeah. Too, I guess. Are they beans? I think they're nibs. Who's to say? What I can tell you is that you can get a fresh bag of roasted Highline Blend beans, beans. at highline.network slash shop. Slash beans. Just kidding. The other slash was not I part can't of it. make slash that beans was not part, part of, of the website. No, it's not. So to be clear, <laughs> one more time, it's highline.network slash shop. Slash beans. Don't confuse the people. It's just slash shop. <laughs> I don't know how to start my next thing. Okay, just give me a second here. Okay. No Normal People is a proud founding member of the Highline Media Network alongside shows like Ravel and yeah. The Whiskey Bench. Yeah. And today we want to feature a word from our friend Keller at over Keller's at... Keller's Couch. Keller's Couch. I beat you to it. Rude. <laughs> I like this discussion with someone. If you are to take like... A human's whatever cell, yeah, grow it, and you were to eat it, <laughs> make you a cannibal. <laughs> and I was like, huh, never really thought of that before. <laughs> Aren't there d- d- diseases you can get from eating people? The brain, yeah, 
Okay. I think if it's just like some some of that fine, delicious thigh meat, yeah, it wouldn't make a difference. Nothing like a good calf, you know. You know, there'd be a whole market for like famous actors who could sell donor cells, and you could like Ooh. eat George Clooney. Yeah. Oh my God. You'd have a party. That like, is a horrifying <laughs> concept, <laughs> and I kind of love it. <laughs> and now let's get back to the interview. So I feel like college is somewhat a good uh, scaffolding for how your story continues. Yeah. Because you guys get married, you end up moving to Utah for his work because he like, correct. he works on elevators. Is that right? Do I still have that right? He did. Correct. Okay. Yes, he did. That's why we moved here. That's what you, what got you out there. And right. I, I know there are quite a few things kind of like all swirling <laughs> around at the same time, but I just want to finish the the college portion of the chapter and then we can like sure. explore what else was going on at the same time. So when yeah. did you go back to college and what did you study? Um, I took a hard turn <laughs> and um, <laughs> I went back to school for accounting of all things. Yes. And um, <laughs> everyone always is like, you like music and math. I'm like, there's so much math and music. Okay. Like, Seriously. I always have to justify it. And it's beautiful. Yeah. That's why music theory <laughs> no. was my favorite. Yeah. And I'm like, even like when you talk about like sound waves and how different pitches like sound good together and like the mathematics behind that, I yeah. think that stuff is like freaking beautiful. Totally. Yeah. And, and like, and so like, I'm like, I, but I also like, because I am an Enneagram three and can get so much in my head, mm -hmm. like music is just such a beautiful way to like kind of pull that right brain side out of me a little bit and be more creative mm, and yeah. emotional. Anyway, but so I went back to school. When did I go back to school? Probably 2018. Yeah. And it took me three years because I breaked and all of that. Um, but I fit, I graduated last May Yay. with my bachelor's. Yay. I was so thankful that Amazing. it was over. <laughs> oh yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. <laughs> I love the turn to accounting. I like, yeah, I'm actively considering going back to school for accounting right now, actually. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would probably like, there's what I loved about, there's a lot of like economics and stuff in it as well. And oh, I really, sure. I think economics is fascinating. Yeah. It's not, it is interesting. People are like, do you just do math all day? I was like, no, you like, there's actually a lot of sociology and psychology and accounting, which I think is interesting how that all blends yeah. together. And but. I can't remember how to do long division. So. Okay. Well. <laughs> well, that's okay. Not everyone's called talk. to. <laughs> Not everybody is called to be an accountant. Let the nerds talk. No. Yeah. Do you remember when that TikTok trend a few months ago was like, I'm an accountant. I was like, I hated that so much. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so embarrassing. <sighs> nice. Nice. Um, so what do you do for work right now? Do you get to utilize that degree yet? Yes. <laughs> so I just feel like my life is all, my life is kind of, I don't take the average life plan as I maybe could put it. Um, so well, how I, I have two jobs, technically, um, how I use my accounting degree is I work for a nonprofit. It's called my XP basically stands for my executive pastor. And, um, it's with my executive pastor at my church, but we, uh, remotely support, uh, I think right now we have 30 churches throughout the country, basically doing anything 
that an executive pastor would do. Obviously, I do the bookkeeping and accounting mm-hmm. portion of that. Uh, yeah. But we do all sorts of things like their member management to their planning and ordering things for them to like HR to just like pretty much anything they could need. Um, Interesting. Cool. Basically for churches who can't like afford a full-time person, sure, but still obviously need to run the business side (laughs) of their organization. (laughs) So, so it's mostly, it sounds like it's mostly remote and virtual, like uh, supporting churches out there from wherever correct yeah yeah so yeah so he my pastor is obviously in utah but yeah i mostly work from home i'll go into the office eh, a couple times a month probably to have a meeting or whatever wow but yeah i mostly do that from home and then we have some churches in utah but literally we they're all over we have florida detroit uh oregon everywhere Mm. across the u.s very cool so it's kind of cool so yeah. that's job number one. You said you have a second. Yeah, I do. I do have a second job. Actually, uh, a friend of mine uh, last year about this time uh, asked if I'd have any interest in teaching music at, um, <laughs> in high school. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, I do. I was like, you do know I didn't finish my music degree, right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but... Uh, it's a private school and we don't necessarily like look for formal credentials as much as like if you're the right fit. And I was like, okay. So I interviewed and very hesitantly took the position because I was like, I don't know if I want to be a part of a Christian organization. They can kind of get a little messy sometimes. <laughs> um, what? No. <laughs> no way. Just, just being real. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I'll try it. And so I um, teach high school choir and i also teach hand bells (laughs) they're like they're like would you teach hand bells too and i'm like i thought they were talking about well because they said would you teach bells so i thought they were talking about like a xylophone or something yeah yeah and like and then i went to their (laughs) <laughs> right. And then I went to their concert and I was like, oh, I've never even seen this instrument before. And um, but it's actually been super fun. And I went to a conference last summer to learn about it. And I tease the kids. I'm like, you realize like this conference I went to is like people over 70 only. And you and like the kids are <laughs> and like then Shanna was there and then Shanna <laughs> and uh, but the kids love it and um, like they love bells. And so it's actually been kind of fun. It's actually like I can kind of use my piano skills right. to uh, nice. read the score. And um, it's a really fascinating instrument because you have <laughs> to like each like you write. It's like when you sing or play any other instrument, like you have the melody for this portion. Yeah. And then you know we're like this it's like 10 people have the melody all at one time and then they're they might play one note that's like the melody it needs to be important and loud and then the very next note they're back to accompaniment and you know so it's kind of just like it's a really it's like you get one note on the piano (laughs) right exactly you get one note on the piano (laughs) and you need to play it accurately yeah and but also musically and it's just like it's just kind of been a fun, like different take on music that I've never yeah. done before. So I teach that. And then ironically, I'm teaching financial lit next year as oh well, because God. I'm an accountant. <laughs> that is hilarious. So wow. yes, it is. So You're I'm like run the music every department. 
there yeah, in a minute. Ser- <laughs> seriously. <laughs> so somehow they all came together. Yeah. My music and accounting, all math, the, yeah. love. All the interests. Yeah. God works in mysterious ways. It's very good. I like that. <laughs> yep. 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 All right. So for no normal people, this is always my favorite part. We talk about what we are passionate about as people. And my favorite way to rephrase the question is, what do you think and talk about when you have nothing else to think and talk about? Uh-huh. The, uh, it clearly talking about the end of college in accounting and then what you do for work now, like is we're hopping around the timeline quite a bit because I know you have right. quite the journey and the story of um, why mental health has become important to you. So mm-hmm. I just kind of want to open up the floor to to that conversation and where you'd like to take us. For sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I could probably tie music and mental health together. So I always kind of start this out like I uh, when I was four, um, my parents put me into piano lessons because I was apparently a tyrant <laughs> and um they're like oh this will help her brain to like chill <laughs> and um huh. and honestly they weren't wrong like it did and it became this like really beautiful healthy coping mechanism that was kind of built into my life right and so yeah so like i grew up i mean playing piano since i was literally 4 and then of course my dad has been a worship leader off and on. So singing and participating in that capacity and choirs and all of it. So music has always been a really huge uh, way that I was able to um, express myself and just kind of escape life a little bit. And um, yeah, it's just been a really like, something that's just been hugely impactful yeah. in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And it, I'm provides sure you guys- like a, it provides like a meditative space. Like when I get to sit down and play totally. drums, it's like uh, my brain just gets to be like, okay, everything else is happening. But right now I'm yeah. here in, in the music and feeling it. Totally. Know? Yeah. I, I really feel that with piano too. Like I, I'll just sit down and start playing some chords and you just start then riffing. Like- yeah. Yeah, like a melody come out and I start humming or, you know, like sometimes it leaves words, sometimes it doesn't. But sometimes like even just like, yeah, the repetition of like moving through the pattern and like totally letting the letting the music and that like auditory experience kind of overtake whatever is happening in the moment has is. Yeah, it's that's a really good way to describe it. It's like very meditative and just allows my brain to shut off for a minute. (laughs) But yeah, so kind of leading into like, I guess why I'd say mental health is probably the thing that I talk about when there's nothing else to talk about is because it's taken up such a big portion of my life the last few years. So in 2019, just before the pandemic, I uh, admitted myself to a mental health uh, inpatient facility, uh, mostly for depression and anxiety and like i i wasn't suicidal per se like there wasn't like a violent act that caused me to do this it was mm, more yeah. of like i was failing in my job i was struggling to wake up i was struggling to go to sleep mm-hmm. i wasn't getting anything done just very lethargic and it was to the point that my life was pretty pretty meaningless to me like i just didn't care about anything and not like a angry, like, oh, I just don't care, but I just like more apathetic. Like 
I wasn't actively suicidal is what they call it. They call it passively where Mm -hmm. it's more just like, I wish I'd go to sleep and never wake up, that sort of thing. And it was more just like, I just became very, I don't know, like life was very meaningless for me. I really struggled to find, um, really, I mean, I was very lonely. I had moved here. I was really struggling in my work, which was, as we've talked about earlier, like not really something that happens to me and just, yeah, things, things were not, I wasn't okay. And I had tried therapy and medication, um, for about six months and just nothing was changing. And Mm. so I was like, I just, I just need to get away and Mm -hmm. try to find some, I don't know, some healing, I suppose. And so I did that. And obviously that was a pretty life-changing experience. Mm -hmm. And um, I was there for two months. The average stay is 30 days and I upped mine to 60. Wow. Yeah. And honestly, um, it just brought out a lot. Um, I was never really uh, allowed to process some traumatic events that happened in my childhood. And so those things came out. Um, It also really surfaced that the relationship with my husband was really unhealthy, mm-hmm. even abusive. And so that led to um, us separating for almost a year. And really, it just, and then of course, like bringing up conversations with my family and like my parents mostly and my sister. And um, really, I don't know. I always tell people, it's like, I, it was an incredibly painful season, uh, where Mm. I just felt like God was stripping away everything, Mm -hmm. but he was stripping away things that needed, like, that was uh, like hurting me. And, Mm. um, through that, um, three, three years. So for so far, um, right after I got back, Enrique went to the facility because it was basically like, you do this or I'm getting a divorce. And, um, so he went and he also was diagnosed with some, a pretty, he has bipolar two and he's very open. None of this would be, uh, anything he'd be embarrassed that I was sharing. But so we both came back with like pretty significant diagnoses and a pretty long mental health journey in front of us. (laughs) And also being a Christian that severely altered my view of faith and of God and of who, what I believed in. It was just really, like I said, this season of just like everything, like financially, spiritually, relationally, we sold our house and moved back into an apartment. Like we had to get rid of our, the dog we got as a wedding present because um, we just were not stable to take care of him in the way that he needed or we needed. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it was just like this intensely cleansing time. And through this process, like I said, we were separated for a year, um, both in couples therapy and individual therapy and medications and the whole shebang. Our church was so supportive. And I was a worship leader at the time that I left. I remember calling my pastor mm. and saying, um, I'm admitting myself. 
And he said, we cried on the phone together Mm -hmm. and he prayed for me. Mm. And I got back fully expecting that I wasn't going to be allowed to serve because that was largely the the tone of churches I went to growing up. Like you were in sin if you had mental health issues. And I got back and he said, when you're ready, we want you to take over the worship program. Right. And I was just like beyond, like I'd never had a pastor love me so unconditionally. And in, especially in a time where I was like, is God even real (laughs) Um, (laughs) for someone in my faith community to be so um, accepting and even honoring of what I was going through. And, um, and so like, I always kind of tell people like to not speak of my mental health and kind of the struggle that's been there would be, I would, I would not, I would be leaving out probably the biggest ways that Jesus has saved me. Mm -hmm. And, and I just don't see how people think they can be separate because it was so intertwined. Um, So that was kind of like the deconstructing uh, (laughs) of everything. Yeah. um, Wow. Part of my life, I suppose. I uh I do remember um I think it was like mid panorama um <laughs> panorama <laughs> I I mean I do remember cuz I mean we haven't we haven't really talked a lot and that's mostly distance and then um yeah. for a little while it was definitely like we're kind of in different zones of life yep and I remember seeing nothing from you for mm. a few months yeah. And then seeing stuff about, you know, having to get rid of the dog and selling the mm-hmm. house and all that stuff. And I remember just being like, what is what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like all I all I know of you is just like this really put together and mm-hmm. confident person. And like you don't make decisions half heartedly. Like if you decide right. to do something like you're doing something. So when right. I saw that stuff, I was like, something is going down. Right. <laughs> something is <laughs> happening. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I posted on Instagram. I was like asking mm-hmm. a bunch of people about whether or not they think homosexuality is a sin. Yeah. And you responded back to me. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, my God, this is a <laughs> Someone hacked Shanna's account. <laughs> there's yeah, no, yeah. there's no way Shanna would say this. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I, re- you- <laughs> I remember that. I was like, what? No, Shanna. No, she wouldn't say this. Mm-hmm. I was so. There were a few people that I was like, they're gonna be like, okay, unfriend. right and honestly like before i asked the question you were definitely on the list of people that i thought would be like okay unfriend yeah (laughs) and then you responded and you were like no i still love you you're great and all that stuff i was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) she still loves me (laughs) no no i'm like glad you brought that up i feel like i that was like one of the things honestly to processing through this 
like everything, everything was on the table Mm -hmm. and honestly still is. And I have this deep conviction that doubt takes a lot more faith than confidence. Yeah. And um, so I kind of live in this like perpetual state of like, I don't know. And (laughs) I'm just like, wait, like God can reveal things to me in his time. Um, but like, yeah, homosexuality was a big one for me. And I mean, I, that was like something that I, well, in my faith tradition, like, you know, evangelical Christian in America, like was like gay people are bad. And I, and I don't know if I ever fully believed it, but kind of like we talked about, like if I would have ever professed anything other, Uh, I would have been excommunicated from my community. Yeah. Right. And honestly, I really have found like this, like common experience with, um, is particularly, people in the LGBTQ plus community that like grew up in faith Mm -hmm. and mine of just feeling like, like I, I am straight. Like I, I don't identify as that, but I do, I, I can like resonate with that experience of like feeling like I had to do everything a certain way or like hide pieces of who I was. And then when I did start to explore those other things, I quite literally lost um, communication with most of my family over faith differences or moral differences or just like (laughs) just opinion stupid things (laughs) and like just like feeling that loneliness and kind of like that feeling of like mine was more of like I came back from that treatment and I wasn't healed and so Mm. they thought that I was like I don't know I don't know. I don't want to put words in their mouths, but like that I was in sin or something because oh, they thought yeah. I'd just come back fixed. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and just that I didn't. Yeah. And I chose to be open and honest about it. Like, yeah. I wasn't going to pretend that I like everything was dandy. And just how, like, even the idea of like that I was like divorce was on the table for me was like a big you know, that would bring shame, shame to you, shame on your family, shame on your cow, yeah, shame on your cow, and, uh, oh, Mushu, yeah, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and so I can, like, you know, obviously my experience is very different yeah. than what someone growing up mm. homosexual experiences, but I can definitely relate to that, like, isolation and, kind of really an excommunication of sorts from Hmm. my family and churches of my past. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like I had asked that on Instagram before I had come out because like literally I was just like putting out the, the, you know, questions and seeing (laughs) and yeah. And like seeing who wasn't going to talk to me anymore. Yeah. After after I came out mm. and I saw the message from you and I was like, huh. and then mm. I read it and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was like it is 100 percent night and day from like the last time we talked like vocally. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. you would never say. Shit. Nope. <laughs> and you said it and you just said it. And I was like, yeah. Who are is we, this? Are we talking to the right person? <laughs> I know. That's awesome. Is this like a doppelganger? That's awesome. I know. <laughs> no, I... 
Yes, it. I am. I told you everything was stripped <laughs> out. I remember my therapist was like, "You know, you can swear, right?" And I was like, <laughs> "No, um, damn!" And she's like, "That's not even a swear word." So uh, she, my therapist, my Christian therapist, was like the one who, and my pastor swears yeah. a lot too. So that, uh, anyway, that's just random. But In- yes, totally yeah. different. Yeah. Totally different. Yes, that's a fun topic. Oh man. Um, <laughs> So certainly not like uh, I'm not laying this at your family's feet. Certainly, I, in yeah. if anything, I, I, I almost look at it as kind of like a systemic issue for yeah. the evangelical church. But where do you think that distrust and like skepticism for quote unquote like secular therapy and psychology mm. comes from? Because you and I were both pretty embedded in evangelicalism. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be curious totally. to know what where your thoughts are because to to be honest like i i can have my opinions and ideas about mm-hmm. um where that distrust comes from but uh i uh, like i've been saying it a lot but i i truly feel like i am as neurotypical as you get like i have not <laughs> been diagnosed with any kind of mental health like i have the kind of anxiety that you would expect a straight white cis has man to have of just <laughs> right. like work is stressful yeah there was traffic (laughs) right there was traffic and i didn't like it or my dog my dog is barking too much or something i don't want to minimize like legitimate anxiety that people have but like sure i don't i do not struggle with depression i've had low moments and a lot of that can be tied to like the weather or fatigue or exhaustion (laughs) you know totally um so so for you someone who is like you you made the incredibly brave choice to check yourself in to a place for 60 days, like doubling the typical tenure um, mm-hmm. and, and knowing that that was going to get some side glances and some mm-hmm. direct, I don't know, rebukes maybe is the <laughs> yeah. word for it. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. where do you think that comes from in our church of like, mm. we don't like psychology. We don't like therapy. Yeah. It's it. We just need to pray it mm-hmm. and pray it and away on or something. Pray it away. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's an um, insightful question. I think as humans in general, we don't like what we don't understand. Yeah. Mm. And so we just want to like push it away. Right. And yeah. I think like how we've talked about homosexuality, I think that is like the same thing that it kind of happens with that too. Yeah. Like and it feels unsafe. Yeah. It feels unsafe because it it can't be defined and it can't be like, it can't always be like, I even think back to like, so I have kind of two thoughts. I think first back way back to like the enlightenment, right? We, all of a sudden we prioritized knowledge Mm -hmm. and understanding of process. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that heavily influenced the way, um, Western Christianity functioned because it, like, if you look, if you read about historical Christianity, especially like right after jesus was on earth yeah it was very well it was it was an eastern tradition right like it was born out of the middle east and so it was highly meditative really passed down orally or you know in writings um there wasn't like this and in fact like that's what jesus came to change like it was like the law, like we all, as humans, we always like go back to like, we want to know what's right and wrong. We want to know the process and we want to know how to do it well. Mm -hmm. And like, that was what 
like the Pharisees back in the t- Bible times had made uh, Judaism at that time. Mm. And, um, they'd made it so process or like, you know, like process focused when Jesus came, he's like, no, 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 it's not about what you do at all. It's about why you do it. Mm-hmm. And it's more about your heart and it's more nuanced than what you're making it out to be. It's not just about the thing it's about you. And, um, so I think, if you bring it back up to this time, I feel like Christianity, especially evangelical Christianity, has somewhat reverted back to those ways of like the law yeah. <laughs> and mm. of like, these are the ways to be a good Christian. These are the ways to go to hell. <laughs> and then anything in the middle is just like, oh, we don't touch that, you know? <laughs> mm. <laughs> There's like a real lack of curiosity and um, space for mystery. Mm-hmm in our faith. And I think then when you put things in like psychological disorders, and then you read a scripture, um, like in Philippians of like, do not be anxious about everything and everything, right. By prayer and petition, present your request to God. It's like, right. It's like how many times I've been slapped with that. That one pisses Uh, me off so (laughs) much. The number of times a a Christian has been like, don't worry about anything. It's like, okay, Steve. The birds don't worry about it. Go jump up your own. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I totally like, I I think people, it's like, well, what was the context of why Paul was writing that, first of all? Right. And second of all, was he talking to people who have a true, like, neurological disorder or was he talking about people who just get pissed off because traffic was bad yeah. you know like he was probably writing to the neurotypical right the average human yeah and um which is totally fair like that's who he was supposed to be writing to yeah but even in that like he wasn't condemning them Mm-mm. he was yeah saying no this is the way to move through that anxiety like he was saying no anxiety is normal you're gonna have it you're gonna be pissed off that that guy cut you off like everybody's you know like i got a camel cut me off this morning and it pissed me off (laughs) and i just had to like ask god to help me not like throw up a finger at this dude like i feel like we've just taken scripture and made it so i don't know like so black and white instead of um kind of embracing um, the things that we don't know and will never know. Mm. And so then when new things come to the surface as society evolves, like yeah. mental health or homosexuality, there's no room for it because we haven't made room. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This is this feels almost like a tangent, but I kind of philosophically believe there are no tangents because this is just how mm. things happen. Interesting. That's what but people who make tangents say. I sometimes wonder <laughs> if what we call like psychological disorders or Mm -hmm. you know dixie has adhd right Mm -hmm. is that what they were calling demons in the gospel oh a hundred percent like (laughs) like because otherwise it's very hard to think through like why the hell did all the demons just stop showing up and possessing people very true yeah you know like no i totally agree what switch flipped the the thing that gets me the most is now being a neurodivergent human or yeah being diagnosed knowing you are i am one (laughs) 
yeah i didn't right. just become one um the proverbs 31 woman yeah. thing yeah. that pisses me off it's like but you also expect me i can barely like get chores done but and also to do all this stuff too yeah. but also that's talking about the concept of wisdom it's not yeah. even talking about a human woman i know it's so Seriously. condescending classic it is condescending what a classic the fact no. that, like it is about wisdom and you just assume that it's a, a uh, play-by-play on how a woman should be huh. because right. men don't need wisdom we already have it. Right, of course. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're listening to No Normal People with Shanna Haifman, and we will be right back with the rest of the interview. Sup. Sup. <laughs> Sup? Sup. <laughs> so, many moons ago, and by many moons, I mean like three episodes ago, I said, if you leave a comment with your favorite what did i say your favorite bean or no your favorite cheese i would send you a sticker and nobody did that so i'm a little disappointed but now to incentivize you to leave comments and reviews on our podcasts on apple podcasts i will be reading at random a five-star review and i will read whatever you put in the review oh boy this is dangerous word word. i mean We'll beep out the expletives, probably. If you, yeah. If you exploit, we'll bleep them. We'll bleep them, okay? That's not what expletives. You know what I mean. (laughs) They know what I mean. (laughs) But if you want to talk about your dog's favorite TV show in this review, as long as it's a five-star review, I might read it. Dixie will read it. So, to to, uh, prove that I will read anything, not anything, to prove that I will read these five-star reviews, yeah. I'm going to read a five-star review right now. Please do. This is titled, A Great Listen, Five-Star Review, from Honey... You don't have to say the people. Tintin. It's H-N-Y-B-T-B-T-Y-N-T-N. You don't have to say the usernames. I'm just... Like, what if they want to know if it was them? They'll know. They'll recognize the Anyway, it's from that part of the alphabet. I've only listened to part of one episode, and I already thoroughly enjoy the premise of this podcast. The chemistry of the hosts, the insights of the guests, and the strong editing all come together into a great listening experience. Goodness gracious. Did you hear all those compliments? I know. That was a lot of compliments. I'm glowing in the light of five stars. But they they didn't say specifically that they finished the episode. That's true. That they just listen to part of it. That's all right. So we know who you are. We clearly don't. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But thanks for the five star review. And if you want to leave a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. I think you can do it on Spotify now. And again, I will read whatever you write. That comes as long as it's a five star review. You hear me? It's dangerous. I'll say it with my meat mouth. That's dangerous. Yep. It is. Yep. Anyway, yep. back to you, Charlie. Well, sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm Charlie now. Hi, Charlie. And you can tweet at us or get on our Instagram. Our tags are both at nopeoplepod, K-N-O-W, peoplepod. Give us a follow after you give us a rating and review that Dixie will read. I can't promise you that I'll read the tweets that you tweet at us, but uh, hey, if you want to plug in with what I... Uh, put out on the social medias for this show Mm -hmm. that's clearly the place to do it because it's made for it 
Exactly. So get after it, friends. Get it. Let's get back to the interview. So you, you've certainly gone through your own process, Shanna, of like yeah. taking everything down, rethinking so many things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have a job at a church running the worship. Mm-hmm. What was your, what was your like, I don't know. I don't want to say like coming back to church experience, like, yeah. but I, I feel like a lot of, a lot of the time the story is like, yeah, I deconstructed and I think I'm agnostic now and I just don't go to yeah. church ever again. Right. So what brought you back and what keeps you back? Hmm. <sighs> I think what brought me back had, I don't I feel like <laughs> this might be somewhat, uh, I can't think of the word right now, but it had very little to do with God. <laughs> I think <laughs> at first, honestly, like I said, I like my pastor has become like a brother to me and just has so faithfully walked me through this process of even me. I remember when I got back from that institution, we had coffee and one that he would even meet with me, a a married woman, just him. I felt very like, seriously, right? Like um, no, no other pastor would have done that. Like my husband would have had to be present. And or like my dad, you know, and so I just like I felt so just like respected as a human. And, uh, you know, like I had a voice and um, and that he he looked at me, my, you know, like my spiritual leader looked at me and said, if your husband doesn't shape up, you need to divorce his And I was like, I was just like, that was so like affirming and validating and Wow. Something I was not getting from my family, yeah. um, who had been largely my spiritual influences most of my life, obviously. But so I think for him to be so raw and real and honest with me, I think was what kept me even interested right. in my faith. I think that's what like kept me my mind even open to the possibility of like redeeming what Christianity could mean. Because I think at that point, like, I don't think it was ever at a place where I like completely denounced my faith, but I was definitely at a place of like, I don't know, like if this, if that, if this, I was definitely at a place like, if this is what Christianity means, then I don't want any part. Yeah. And, totally. Um, yes. Yeah. And so I think him being a, pa- and what was really cool just about our relationship is, um, he grew up in the similar denominations that I grew up in. And so he knew a lot of the experiences and he still came out like normal. (laughs) And (laughs) like, that was just like, but he also like held values that I held. And it was just like, Hmm. I could now in hindsight, I can see, and I don't like to use Christianese because it's gross, but (laughs) I like also (laughs) can't deny when I like look back and like, no, like God, was like handpicked this moment and this wow. person. Right. Wow. And I can totally see that. And so I think he just somebody who who did life with me and did it real and didn't expect me to pretend, but also saw value in me, even though I was like this broken, messy puddle of a human. Right. <laughs> and mm. um, I think that was like, oh, I think that was the first time I ever saw God as someone who wasn't angry um, was like through my pastor. Right. I was like, oh, God 
is loving and tender and gentle and kind. And um, I think I that is what kept me interested. Oh, and you made Stephen cry. Oh, I'm crying now. Goodness I'm crying. gracious. <laughs> no, yeah, I, because that's like, first of all, every pastor should be like this. Mm-hmm. First of all, totally. let's talk about that mm-hmm. as an example to follow. Like a right. humble person who is willing to <laughs> just, oh, <laughs> I love all of that. Mm-hmm. But also, man, the first time you realize that God isn't angry. Right. And that's like in your mid 20s. I know. Isn't that so scary? Like that's so, that like just makes me so sad for like the child Shanna, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just honestly the child, all of us who grew up in that kind of tradition who just wanted us to be like, uh, be good. And if you're not, you're Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Um, (laughs) That is so, man, because all of, all of that just gives me images of like Mm -hmm. the father greeting the prodigal son on the road. Right. Like when he was still Mm -hmm. a long way off from the house, like, yeah, of course that's what God is like. Mm-hmm. But why why does it take why has it taken us two and a half decades to get there and to right. actually internalize that and learn that? And it 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 all comes from an experience of one person, right? This pastor embodying what Jesus was all about, which is the relationship we have with each other. Mm-hmm. And you totally. know, like th- that space between you guys is such a sacred space now between you and your pastor. And like, oh wow. Sorry, I went on a rant, but that is no. Don't cry. That is amazing. It's okay. No. That is amazing. No, I yeah. no, I totally I I like living that experience but then like obviously I value it so much but then yeah, like you said, like it I grew up in a Christian tradition with a quote unquote perfect family. Yeah. And it took me till I was like 26 to like even know that God liked me. And that he was tender towards me and he wasn't like ready to like kick me to hell every time I like hovering over the smite button. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And yeah, it's like I knew of Jesus like that in theory, like, right. I knew the gospel, but I didn't know it. It's all like it's all words we used. Right. For sure. Right. We were like. But it, that was all like in the head. Like we know this. Exactly. But, like our bodies were yeah. telling us something very different because there's a lot of subtext that comes with those words. Totally. That we don't really yep. want to talk about. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. My goodness. <laughs> I love this story, Shanna. This sounds so, it's great. I think, well, first of all, we should just all just talk about mental health more. And right. like period where things can go poorly <laughs> and normalize having bad days or bad months or bad years like Mm -hmm. it can't be all the the fun goofs on twitter or the perfect instagrams (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. totally Um, yeah and like making it real for people yeah like that and even i think too then people are like oh i'm having a bad day and then they're like oh are you suicidal it's like no bro i just like couldn't get out of bed i literally can't get up from the couch that's all that means (laughs) Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, like, and like structuring our lives in a way that allows more space for yeah. that, yeah. Margin. And, you know, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, obviously you can't just like call in from work every day. Right. Like that's not practical. But I am, a, but... I'm allowed to have a day where I'm sleepy and sluggish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. To- wow. So good. Excellent. <laughs> My next question for you, um, hard right turn. 
hard right. <laughs> um, is uh, what do you do for fun? What are your hobbies? What do I do for fun? Um, <laughs> well, go to bell conferences. Yes, go to bell conferences. Uh, honestly, okay, so it's my first year teaching, and the first year teaching is a bit. And uh, <laughs> it's so I know I just like love to drop swear words around people who like never used to hear me swear because yeah. I just feel like I have this like humor factor now. Oh, you do. Um, <laughs> I love it. Um, it's like seeing uh, so a two year old say the comedy. F word. Listen, right? Comedy it's is like, all what? about the unexpected. Where'd they learn that word? <laughs> right. Where'd you hear that? <laughs> but it is uh, so I like it's just like I was kind of thrown into this position and they're like um you don't we don't have any like curriculum you get to make it which is like totally cool right Whoa. I get to do whatever I want to do and I had to pull though. all this out of my butt and yeah. like so I honestly have been immensely not busy full my life has been very full engaged lately yes very engaged but also doing something i love right so it's like i'm not like doing a job i hate and like staying up late hours i'm doing something i'm very passionate about and very excited about that's great and so i would say probably right now it's really what i do for fun is kind of probably crafting my craft yeah (laughs) i suppose um but just like learning about teaching and learning about music Mm. and learning about how to present that and also just i really love my kids and so anytime i get a chance to go to their events or um things like that i want to be there because i want you know i I'm not, I don't want to just be the teacher that's like, here's how you sing these notes. Like, I want to be um, <laughs> someone who is safe for them. And especially in a Christian school. Yeah, right. Someone who is like, oh, there are normal people <laughs> who believe in God. So I would just say, yeah, like, honestly, my life is very full of that right now. But it's mm. also something I really, really enjoy. I love so. that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Well, so with a very engaged life among two jobs and mm-hmm. having you know a husband dog all the mm-hmm. all the epicness around that yeah prepping totally. outside of school for the next <laughs> school day stuff like that right do you like to follow any particular morning or evening routines that help you kind of like frame your days i am very ambitious of wanting a morning and evening oh, listen, listen I could tell you what my ideal morning is like and then I could also tell you that I haven't had that type of morning for like five months right or like I'll have it one of the seven days of the week and I'll be like it's a win I did, I did, it. did it amazing <laughs> yeah. mark right. that off on um, the calendar right I definitely um so I morning I guess like the thing I really try to do which again it's like if I get it of the time it's a success. Um, I really value, I don't even know what to call it because again, it's like Christianese, but, uh, spent like quiet time. Yeah. That's such a gross word. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but really, and like what that consists of has changed for me largely. So I usually would do about 10 minutes of like a breath prayer or meditation. So basically a breath prayer is just like, Usually a couple words or phrases, like uh, one common one is like, I'll say, Holy Spirit, I am here and I'll breathe in and I'll breathe out. Mm. And um, that's just very calming. And it's very refreshing 
as opposed to like going through the prayer list, right? Right. <laughs> of like, God help my husband, help me not to be anxious. <laughs> thank you God, for make this sure day. my dog. Yeah, thank you for this day. Amen. Um, so just <laughs> like learning to food. bless his food. I'm not eating yet, but bless it. <laughs> but bless, bless. Um, but yeah, like just learning to kind of sit in like again, like kind of give space in that time. But then I also will usually read and again, it's like very fluid. Sometimes it's scripture and sometimes it's a book. And then usually I end with journaling. I'm really bad at journaling because I don't know. My thoughts just don't come to me. Listen, I reject being bad at journaling. The act of journaling (laughs) is good journaling. It's just like the act of meditating is good meditating. That's very true. That means I'm good at journaling, which I do once every two years. I will normalize the bad journaling because I don't think it exists. (laughs) <laughs> okay no i appreciate it because even like yeah like how they say meditate it's like it's okay for mind wanders just come right back uh that's what i do with journaling i like start writing and then i'm just like all of a sudden i've stared at the wall for like 10 minutes and didn't even realize i wasn't writing totally um so i that's what i try and at night i usually like so my morning is more of my structured routine um but at night i usually try to I know. I always like to have a nice glass of water and I try to read, but sometimes that turns into Hulu or Netflix <laughs> instead. Classic. But, you know, right there I try. You. I do my best. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So speaking of your, your doggo, would you tell us about mm-hmm. your pet and what their pe- personality is like? Yes. So uh, it, at Thanksgiving, we got a new puppy and um, her name is Leia. And she is what she's like, I don't even know. She's probably like nine months now. Yeah, she's born in July. So still a puppy, but like kind of moving towards calmer stages. Something like adulthood. She's in her teen years. She's yeah, which like definitely which surprisingly, she's in her crate right now because I didn't trust her to not like pee. Um, because we're still working on the potty training. Yeah. Yeah. Um she knows we're talking about her too. Yeah, but she, <laughs> but she's like been quiet and she's like whimpered a few times. So she's definitely like moving towards like, oh, I'm an adult now and yeah. need to be responsible. Um, but no, she's great. She's super. So we had two beagles before her and I always kind of say she's kind of the combination of both of them. <laughs> I love beagles. Uh, they're notoriously bad behaviored they're mischievous and get into things and a little too smart for their own good (laughs) yeah um but i love that like i kind of think i'm like that a little bit and i just kind of like to yeah i confirm (laughs) i like to like be sweet on the outside but just have a little bit of snarkiness but also also yeah (laughs) (laughs) i can drop a good insult from time to time i say the word (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly and um so yeah she is um she is super playful but also like the most cuddly and loyal and she's also very um shy which is not (laughs) typical of a beagle usually they are not shy of anything but she's kind of timid and i kind of like that yeah, I don't know. Is Excellent. that a good explanation? I love that. It's very <laughs> okay. good. I love a pup. I love, I love that. a pup. They're the best. So nearing the end of our time here, we always like to check in on what you're currently kind of into. So we will start with what you are currently reading. Oh, boy. I'm currently reading. Uh, I just finished. What book did I just finish? I finished How to Speak God from Scratch by Jonathan Merritt. Um, it's a great book. 
He's also like a phenomenal writer. I'd recommend anything he writes. And then, but I have ordered uh, Jesus Feminist by Sarah Bessie. I'm pretty excited to start that. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. That is great. I like that in-between book feeling. It feels like the whole world is in front of you. Like, what do I need next? I have a little bit of like commitment, like phobia too. I'm like, what am I going to start next? I I don't want to start something I don't like. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I'm going to start Dune here like this week. And I keep saying that every week. (laughs) It's such a long book, but I'm like, it's sitting right there. Just read it. (laughs) Just just read it. Get into it. it. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. What are you currently watching? Like shows you're in the middle of? Well, Enrique and I have very different tastes in TV. (laughs) And so we often find ourselves like watching like the like comedies. Yeah. Uh, So right now we're watching Modern Family together. Yes. Because I started watching it and he's like, that's lame. And then he watched a couple episodes and he's like, that's hilarious. (laughs) And so then I had to start all over. I was like in season five. Oh, wow. But it's fine. Does he he watch stuff like Hoarders? Yeah. <laughs> he does like documentaries um which like i can get behind a good documentary it just yeah. has to be good yeah. it can't be lame totally <laughs> um yeah and like i don't know yeah he can watch like i'm kind of highly sensitive to like media yeah and so i have to be like i can't watch things that are too intense especially before bed and he'll watch more intense things like scary movies i don't know he likes you know like those like detective shows or whatever csi yeah like i don't think he watches like the mainstream ones but he likes things like that and like if i watch that i won't sleep like i don't want to see dead people right now exactly (laughs) exactly like the best picture to have in your brain as you try to doze off Ah, so that's kind of that's kind of what we're watching right now uh we like all the stuff that disney plus puts out usually like the different star wars stuff they put out we usually will watch those or the avengers stuff but nice what are you currently listening to? Let's start with, do you listen to many podcasts? I do. I listen to a few. I really hate the name, but it's it's just actually really good. Uh, it's called Pantsuit Politics. <laughs> um, so yeah, it basically is a politics show because I just, the news kind of always pisses me off. So yeah. I listen to a politics podcast to get my news. Perfect. And I listen, what else? I really like Freakonomics. Um, I can binge that yeah. show all day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, and I, I don't know. I listen to a few others, but those are the two I frequent the most. Excellent. Yeah. What about music? What comes up when you open like a streaming service or something? <laughs> right now, mostly Christian music. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, it was funny. I I did a music retreat last week with my high schoolers, and I had some kids in my car, and they're like, oh, that's cool. "Can we listen to explicit music?" I was like, <laughs> "Yes." And uh, <laughs> we're, we're fine. so. Currently, usually my kids always hack my music. So I have everything from Encanto to the latest Nicki Minaj release. Oh, to my God. See how many swear words they can get Miss Hafen to listen to. And uh, but I don't know what music I like. Again, I told you I have this dilemma that I like don't listen, don't listen to a lot of music. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I say I really like acoustic music. So that's kind of always like a go to. Yeah which again is like very opposite my husband. He likes metal and that. Yep. 
He, he and I have bonded over that. Yep. Yeah, and I just think it's trash. You're but entitled to your wrong opinion. Thank Steven. you. No, no. <laughs> I thought you were I will say they're very talented. They're talented yeah. musicians. I will say that. Yep, um. So yeah, I, I like a I like a vibe, like acoustic-y, uh, yeah, chill. Vibe. It's more about the genre yeah. than it is like a specific artist right now. Very. Yeah, that's like kind of my thing right now. Totally. Yeah. yeah no, I can get behind that. Dixie and I are very into like that. You know, Lo-Fi Girl on YouTube. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Just like, we'll just, we'll just put that. that vibe on in our living yeah. room at night, and it's yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, it's more of an atmosphere than like a specific like. So much this. easier than listening to people say words. Yeah, like, totally. Wanna, oh, I, I don't love think no, right now. No. Yeah. <laughs> All about the totally. podcast <laughs> for my entertainment, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Um. Jana, again, this has been a delight. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. And we yeah. get to catch up and we get to feature you on the podcast, which has been great. Yay. Would you like anyone to be able to connect with you on the internet? Or do you have any projects you'd like to want to plug or something? Otherwise, oh. I can just cut all this out. Uh. Like if they, if people <laughs> wanted to check you out on Instagram or something. Yeah. Fill up those, uh, I need, I need those followers for my voice audition to yeah. Yeah. get the voice out yeah. there. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. You filmed a, <laughs> I know. an audition for NBC's The Voice. Yeah. I just submitted a video. Yeah. I didn't like go. Okay. <laughs> we were in a pandemic. Okay. Well, don't downplay it. God. <laughs> yeah. For anybody that's listening, she has the most beautiful voice. Anyone has ever been gifted in all of humanity. We used to sing a um, lot together, the three of we us. We did. It's true. The four. Well, I miss that. The four of <laughs> us. <laughs> that innocuous fourth person. It was wonderful. Awkward. Awkward. <laughs> Truly wonderful. Uh, what was the question? Oh, if you want me to plug anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, people could follow me. That'd be cool. I feel so official. Yeah, so you're on Instagram, you're Shanna Haifman, but with all the vowels taken out. Yes. Thank you for noticing. I'll put that link in the show notes, as they say. Shanna Haifman with all the vowels. Um, honestly, Dixie kind of inspired that because yeah. I was like, I have nothing cool. And then I noticed I had two N's in both my names. And totally. I was like, that's dope. And uh, totally. that became Dope. a handle. Yeah. I love that. Dope. That's very good. Um, our final question for you. Mm. What does the word normal mean to you? <sighs> you want me to go philosophical deep on this or have we made our time? Whatever However you you'd like to take it. <laughs> yeah. Do you get a negative impression from the word? Positive? No, mixed feelings? No. Oh, that's that's a good way to reframe that. No, I don't think normal which I feel like is kind of the heart behind your podcast, but I think normal is uh, incredible because I think to accept normal is to accept uh, what each individual brings, I think, to the table. Mm -hmm. And so I really think like the word normal and the connotation that we know it as is not really accurate of, I feel, the definition. Right. And so, yeah, I feel like normal is actually very special and to be invited into somebody's normal is pretty sacred oh oh i love good. that Th- so, did i did i pass that's you did. so perfect <laughs> so, so with that A minus. so with yeah. that being the wonderful take would you read our favorite quote to close us out yeah the only normal people you know are the ones you don't know very well
episode. Am I right? Can you it's make fu- it sound more generic? No, please? it's funny because like <laughs> it's been like a month since we've recorded the episode yeah. and we're recording this the day before the episode comes out. That's true. So so like I genuinely don't remember what we talked about. I mean, some things. Some things are in my cranium. Just reconnecting with your friend Shane. It was great. I I remember laughing probably. A, I don't a, know. A good probably. Bit. Very much. <laughs> She's hilarious. Absolutely. Um, but let's be honest. I've slept at least twice since then. <laughs> so we'll see. When this comes out tomorrow. I bet it was great. <laughs> but even then you don't even listen when it goes out. I do. I do listen sometimes. Oh. This will probably be one of them. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Future Dixie is listening to this like, wow, I should listen to my own podcast. I don't more. listen to my podcast unless I think I was extra funny in that episode. <laughs> And can I say you're hitting home runs all day today? So yeah, it's been so long since I mentioned dead raccoons. Yeah, you know, honestly, I was hoping you would not again. Uh, Well, we're here. So you defeated that streak. Yeah. Um, to to bring it all bring it all roundabout, I'm not gonna do a quiz at the end of this episode. No quiz. I know. I like. I was trying to look up like facts about dead raccoons but like i don't want to get too too dark and too morbid it's a bit too you know i feel like that's a little off the vibe you know so i figured we just like tell people what's been going on i gave you, know? you a big thumbs up i was gonna make a comment about that because you just gave me a thumbs up mm-hmm. and it's an audio podcast yeah i know and nobody can see that but it's not me. helpful that's why i said it out loud <laughs> and i'm showing off the beautiful art on my thumbnail your thumb art from our friend Maria Knight, who Maria was, Knight, who was Maria Vieira when we interviewed her. I think she was like episode four. She was like episode five or something. Yeah. That's and this is episode seventy-seven. Yeah. What? That sounds. It's does, been a minute. That feels fake a little, In a doesn't minute, it? I'm gonna need a little bit of Maria to paint my nails. Nice. Thank you. That was very nice. Thank you so much. Yeah. I if you're <laughs> looking for another episode of No Normal People, go listen to. Me and Dixie be hosts when we did not know how to do anything. What it was like. Also, I'm only in half of that episode. <laughs> also true, but uh, it's our it's with that our friend Maria. It. Yep. And I'm thinking about Maria right now because she just did some nail art on my thumb when I went to go get my manicure this weekend. Yeah. And uh, I literally, I just want to say that treating yourself to something like this, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a gendered thing. I, I remember when I told you about manicures, and you were like. Can I have some? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you can have some. It's a wonderful time. Your nails are so clean. S- sitting with your, what do they call them? Stylists? I don't know. What Maria? is Maria? What's her job? Her. It's a wonderful it's time Maria. sitting with your Maria for your manicure. <laughs> and Find you a Maria. <laughs> yeah. New Maria's. Exactly. Near you. And, uh, <laughs> and sign up to just do something new. I was feeling spontaneous, so I let her improvise some nail art on my thumb. It's like this black swoopy design. You can find it. I posted a picture of it on Twitter. Hashtag follow me on Twitter. That's not what the hashtag. I didn't hashtag. <laughs> I don't use hashtags. Hashtag nail often. art. But I love it. I think everyone should go get a manicure. I'm honestly considering maybe a pedicure next time too. I can, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do that mostly because I don't like people touching my feet. Yeah. I might let Maria do it though. Sure. You trust her. Because she wouldn't judge She's very me trustworthy. for how dry and scaly my feet are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Free plug for Maria's business. If you're in Billings, uh, she's Midnight on. Midnight Nails by Maria. Exactly. She's on Instagram. I might as well just put a link in the show notes because yeah, I want to. Freaking but do it. That's what's up with us. And when, you know, uh, last episode when we were complaining about like house projects and stuff. Yeah. Now we're going to tell you why we're complaining about those house projects. And that sometimes <laughs> the editing gets behind and I miss a week yeah. uh, like I did last week. You could have had an episode full of Shanna one week earlier, but it was my fault. Yeah. Because. Because. We were doing a house project and that house project was completely transforming one of our rooms to a nursery. Yes. I'm not pregnant. I have to preface every announcement big, with that. I am not pregnant. Red light alert <laughs> emoji. Yeah. I'm so, not pregnant. So we've been working. And neither to, are you. No, no, no. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but the raccoon downstairs is. <laughs> it's a raccoon nursery. Oh my God. No. <laughs> the light of my life. I love you so, so much, babe. We're not pregnant. So we don't have a pregnant raccoon in our in our house. Dang it, you're so funny. <laughs> My queen. But uh we have been working for a while to um complete foster care paperwork. Um and we had a friend recently reach out to us and ask us if we would like to potentially adopt or foster a relative of theirs that was born mid April. Um and we are working our butts off to make that a possibility. Oh boy, aren't we? Heckin' yeah. heckin' yeah. So we have been uh very busy. I don't know any other words. If, like if that cavernous silence didn't yeah, say enough. It's been I am very stressed. <laughs> In the best way probably. I don't know. We'll see. Um We have a beautiful nursery. We do have a beautiful nursery and that is due completely to the ingenuity of Stephen's family, like his mother and brother completely took out, took out all the trim in that room yep. and redid it with no prior experience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and his dad took out the light fixture in that room and installed that and, and a bunch of outlets. Us. And then Stephen and I painted, but like we would not have been able to get it done in one day we did we did it yeah we it was a lot i was, was very tired i was sore <laughs> for a while but we did it after that yeah. so now the the room's up and ready to go and we are looking at doing like a baby shower and stuff like that um very tempted to actually like share our baby shower registry if anybody that's listening wants to get us something for the nursery well, there's an idea. I think if they want to find that, they should probably just like follow us on Twitter or something. Yeah, definitely. Maybe our personal. Yeah, yeah. I'm at Stephen G. Henning. You're Dixie Lee Henning. Yep. Whoa. What? Those like flow. Stephen G. Henning and Dixie Lee Henning. I did not do that yeah, on purpose. Yeah, but my name is Dixie Lee Henning. I know. That's your full middle your name. name. I just put my Stephen initial Stephen George Henning. I wanted it to match. Nerd. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, anyway, so we may or may not possibly have a baby in the next month to month and a half which is or two or three which really, is really this big, process which is really big for us so yeah absolutely yeah and uh i do have to figure out uh like a co-bedding situation because i don't know where the pregnant raccoon is gonna live mm. if we get the baby you know 
Yeah. Well, you know, we could probably put its kennel like on top of the dog's right. kennel. Perfect. You know, they'd Perfect. become like bunk mates. Bunk mates. <laughs> Pet bunk mates <laughs> is what I just invented. Anyway, there's definitely not a raccoon in our house. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And thank you, Shanna, for being a wonderful person and spending so much time with us. You are awesome. We're so sorry about all of this. That your episode is marked with raccoons. <laughs> hey, but she also got baby announcement as well. That's true. So, yeah. So congrats, I Take guess. Take that, other friends. Shanna gets the baby announcement outro. It's no competition. No. Until next week. Until next week. We'll see ya. Exactly. Hey gang, Keller Paulson here. I know what you're thinking. What's going on? Who is this guy? Am I right? Well, I'm the host of Keller's Couch. Now, Keller's Couch is an interview podcast where I, Keller Paulson, interview people I find interesting that are doing cool things in the community. But it's not just that. My friends at Slapstick Improv and myself, we also do some improv comedy and sketch comedy every other episode. So, if this tickles your fancy, why don't you scoot on down pop a squat on Keller's couch. Bye. Highline Media Network. Artist-owned podcasts by normal people in normal places.